This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 332 for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of September, 2018. I'm Adam. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the SH Figure Arts Frieza Resurrection, the DC Collectibles Artist Alley Batman Nooligan statue, and the DC Collectibles Joker Core PVC statue. Scotty, how's it going? They left us alone to do this. I know. That, that'll be their undoing. I know. As if we can be trusted. As if I can be trusted. You might. <laughs> How are you? you? You started a new job not too long ago, didn't you? I started a new job back in July. And yeah, that's, that's going well. Um, I get to do all kinds of things that I have nowhere near the expertise to do, but Kind of Amazing. just muddle, muddle through and see what happens. And, um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I'm the bottleneck in a couple of things, but they can't <laughs> really expect me to go faster. So <laughs> it is what it is. I'm sure you're not – I'm sure that you are doing much more than muddling through. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it very interesting managing people of different ages and, um, you know, some – some people, there's knowledge is obviously is an important part of being able to do a job, but then so much of it is actually just attitude and willing willingness to learn and you know take risks and feedback. And not everybody has that. Yeah, I've found that as well. And it's one of those things that it's hard to teach the people that don't have it and that just think that no, but I know these things and I can do this job forever. And I'm like, yeah, but I can get you to teach someone else and then wave bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've often thought that that you can teach lots of things, but that kind of self reflectiveness, if people don't have it, it's a really hard thing to teach. I think you can grow in it, um, and certainly improve your skills in it. But there's times where I remember years ago, I kept having this same kind of conversation with the person and the response was always, yeah, too easy, too easy. I'll be right on it. Too easy. And finally I had to say, you know what? I don't think it is. <laughs> I think, I think obviously it isn't you mm-hmm. know, too e- easy. This is challenging and that's okay, but let's kind of acknowledge and embrace it. And it was like, yep, too easy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, whenever people say that, I, I just have this, knee joke of oh no that means you're never going to improve which of course is not true but yeah um, <laughs> you're, you're conditioned by one person yes i really am i really am oh that's awesome and uh anything been happening in the uh captain handyman stakes or everything's new job at the moment or what um i don't think i have done anything captain handyman-ish lately i have to go and repair the cat enclosure on the weekend um there are holes from last year when I was pruning and it was last year and pulling um, fruit tree branches down through the netting and it tore the netting. So um, there have been birds that get in, which I don't really care about because sometimes they get out and 
Other times we just let them out the door. But um, it's now a case of fine, they keep doing it, we'll just patch up the holes. Uh, so that'll be a handyman job for this weekend or next. And other than that, no, it's about the new job and the running. And, and the, uh, that's it. Yeah, and the running. And the running. And yeah. the running. Uh, we have, amongst our animal menagerie, we do have a rabbit um, whose name is Humphrey. He's very big. And he has been free range. Uh, but I think we're going to, he started eating, uh, a plant that, uh, is not suited. Well, yeah, we, we have like a hedge of really nice non-spreading bamboo all around the back of our yard. And he, he ate some smaller plants that we were actually going to get rid of anyway. So that was all right. But now my wife, uh, suspects that he has started on the bamboo and in the pecking order of value he comes below the bamboo so we are gonna have to set up some sort of run like he's got a hutch um but he does need more action so i'm trying to work out how to jerry rig some sort of longer run for him that also passes the moderately aesthetically pleasing yeah uh, that, that's the hard part um because your cat enclosure is like yeah huge it's huge yeah i've seen it it's yeah it's big it's big yeah and so the rabbits obviously get to go out there as well and they love it and do your rabbits and cats interact um for the most part not that much um they were both kind that both the cats were kind of scared of the rabbits to begin with um (laughs) one of them now is not at all bothered by them he's just bothered by the fact they eat greens Yes. Um, and that he can't understand why, despite that he wants to try and steal their food, if it's at all edible. Um, yeah. The other one is moderately, like, distressed by them, but really just if they're both there at the same time because she's worried she's going to get ganged up on, but um, otherwise she's fine. But they don't attack them or anything. One of the yeah. neighbours' cats comes in and, like, tries attacking them through the enclosure and fails, but that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, well, like like I said, our our rabbit is not small, and I I think he could take on any of our animals. But the cats don't seem like worried about him at all, and vice versa. Um, the the dogs initially used to bark and chase, but now they're not really fussed either. So all all of that kind of you know cohabitation is working well. It's just the um, disappearing plants that. I'm not going to fly, so yeah, that's that's my project. But I I can't see myself like I can't build things, you know. I I, I can I can follow instructions to fix things, uh, but actually constructing things is just beyond me. It's Would you be allowed to like put a kind of maybe knee high chicken wire thing around the plants that he's not allowed at? Uh, well, it's like it runs all along two sides of our. Um, property yeah it's, it's like a hedge so yeah no um i mean like we'll, we'll have to kind of see i'm not i'm not convinced he's actually would be able to damage it but uh i think yeah it's you know sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it's like oh if um you know if he starts eating the bamboo and then one day he's by the bamboo and it's like oh he's eating the bamboo and i'm like oh Okay. Yeah, I'd be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a pass into the eating the bamboo. I mean, ours have gone through things like uh, electrical cords for routers, electrical <laughs> blanket cords. Um, 
They scrabble away at slate tile floors. Um, <laughs> they chewed probably a third of the way through the wooden legs of their wooden hatchback before other parts of that failed. Um, not while they were under it. So, and this was like a two-story hutch, and they'd be sitting under it going, ah, oh, let's chew on the legs. Like, that's not a great <laughs> idea, guys. So, yeah, that they will eat anything. Don't put it past them. That's so funny. Uh, so in the toy department, is there any particular acquisition that you have made in recent times? So I have not – well, I got a box of toys delivered last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and that's where the um, – Figure Arts Super Sailor Venus came from. And yes. realistically, that box is largely about uh, Goku. It's all the Gokus, so many Gokus, and they all go hand in hand, hand in hand through their shit life, to paraphrase <laughs> Oasis paraphrasing um, Blur. Um, but it also has, uh, what else? It's got Tanai's toy, and it has something else. Ah, Margin Vegeta as well. Well, so there's a few okay. weeks worth there for me. Mm. Um, and I have pre-ordered via expensive means the figure arts. Um, what is it? Um, blah blah blah. Brain failure. Um, this is really good talk, isn't it? When my brain fails. <laughs> um, yes. Continue. Great, Sayaman. There we go. Excellent. Um, which is a Gohan figure essentially, but yeah. So that won't be out until February. At the moment, it's a um, a Japanese-only exclusive, so I had to take to Nippon Yasan to order that one, and it cost me a pretty penny. Ugh, far out. Yeah. It's a tricky um, balance, isn't it? Like, I, most of the stuff that I collect, you can really get, like, I can actually order from somewhere in Australia now. It's more a case of if I'm prepared to wait for it and... In most cases these days, the answer is yes, because the shipping otherwise is just so horrendous, yeah, crazy. Um, but it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a lottery. You, know? it's a you know, do I do I risk this or do I wait or um, maybe I won't get it? But I don't know. I kind of feel more now like oh well, you know, unless it's something that I know. Like you know, my sideshow premium format stuff. If it's an exclusive that I I have to have, I'm going to pre-order that. And everything else, you can kind of wait and and see and see. Yeah, it's a a good point because it's going to be part of what I talk about tonight. So um, oh good. That that's a really good thing to talk about up front. And yeah, it's at that stage where maybe unless you're really either being completionist about a line or you really love a character and you want everything of that character or it's, you know, you're not sure they can do another one, then, yeah, it, it really is getting to that point where um, if you can't buy them in bulk overseas, like pile eluding it or whatever, what's the point? Well, that's right. And, I mean, the if I if I go back eight, nine years, the with particularly with some of the statue pieces, um, you know, it was still cheaper with the exchange rate and shipping to get them from the US than to try and buy them here. And now that is really not the case and it's not just the uh import tax, it's you know, exchange rates and, and shipping, etc. But also just now the availability of it because there are so many, you know, like large and small retailers. Um yeah. that it's it's really now down to just the exclusive stuff. And even then, 
depending on what it is, some of that stuff is actually easier to get here than it would be elsewhere. You know, all yeah. the all the Funko exclusives, you know, are are we don't we don't really have to to fight for those. They just kind of churn up and appear. Thank you, Icon. Um for whatever amazing magic you created to make that happen. Um, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, besides my uh, two pieces that I'm reviewing tonight, which are two DC collectibles, PVC um, statues, I don't think, oh, so I talked a while ago about ordering the DC, uh, the Green Lantern bombshell statue from pop culture and it arriving uh, in many pieces, not, yes. not, not reassemblable bull. Um, and they were very good. It took a while to get their attention, but once they got their attention, they were very good about, you know, sending a return slip and sending out a replacement. And the, the first one had an arm snapped off. And then the, the, this is the Jessica Cruz, green lantern and she's like a uh traffic cop and she's got some constructs that are like a, a construct stop sign and um stuff and uh the second one arrived and that little piece was broken off again <sighs> but not not um but but i've just decided to fit the, the first one was not fixable it was smashed the second one is um yeah in the little the little stop sign that she's holding in her hand it's obviously just really fragile and it's kind of just snapped out of her fingers which is annoying but anyway i'm going to send them a photo and just say how about i fix this and you just give me a little bit of store credit sure, yeah yeah just <laughs> because you know this is less broken than the last one and um but you're gonna run out of stock eventually if you keep trying to fix this. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and it's obviously just a weakness, right? So this one is less broken than some of the other ones. So I think I'll just kind of take my, um, you know, t t go. Okay, well, I got out of this one, kind of okay. So let's just go with that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I I have to say I you know I've been very fortunate. I've had very few issues with breakages and that sort of thing. I in fact. This is the first thing I've ever actually had to send back, ever. Which is pretty good because you get a lot of statues. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean, you know, I've only had a couple of things that where some things arrive broken, but they've been kind of on glue lines anyway. And so I've had like one sideshow piece, the Huntress, where that she had come apart at a join, which was like totally fixable. I didn't even bother them about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, ew, this is broken. I can't have this. If, if I can fix it and not, you know, but that, that one, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, in so many pieces. At first I was like, oh, it's really weird. There's like lots of white fluff inside the, the bag um that and then was, oh that's not fluff that's like little pieces of broken statue where 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 so anyway uh but i think that means that we now need to actually speak about the things that we did purchase so we will take a break and we'll come back and you can go first 
If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, we review toys here. It's a thing that we do. Uh, as well as talk about lots of other non-toy-related things. But when we get to the business end of the podcast, it's all toys all the time. And Adam, you have the first toy to speak of. So speak of this toy. Thank you, Scotty. So as we said at the top of the show, I am reviewing the SH Figure Arts Freezer Resurrection. This is technically from the Dragon Ball Superline rather than Dragon Ball Z. Um I think that that is potentially, ooh, I'm trying to remember whether the Resurrection of F is a Dragon Ball Super movie or a Dragon Ball Z movie, and I think it's technically Z because Super hadn't started at that point. Um, Please get this right because this means a great deal to me. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. Let me just consult a poster I have rolled up and uh, we'll confirm this. That is a Dragon Ball Z movie. There we go. Um, So... That said, it was also uh, the second story arc of Dragon Ball Super. Actually, was it? <sighs> Am I telling fibs? <laughs> no, it was. It was. I'm sure of it. Um, so one there you research go. assistant. That's it. That has you know better memory than Adam does on a, a Wednesday. Um, so yes, you can say this is Dragon Ball Super. I'm fine with that. Um, in any case, the only way you know that it's um, a resurrected freezer is that one of the accessories he comes with is a halo. And uh, in the Dragon Ball verse, if you have a halo, that means that you are dead. Um, doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. And it also te- normally means you are um, coming back or you are back from the dead because uh, particularly if you're a bad guy like freezer, you shouldn't really be retaining your body because only good people are meant to. That canon got broken numerous times throughout the series. That's fine. Um, <laughs> So anyway, this is a, a Bandai figure. It was released in 2018. I got mine in 2018, and uh, it is an action figure. It retailed at the time that I purchased it for 55 US. I have seen it for 75 US on Big Bad Toy Store. I have seen it for over $100 on um, eBay. And if you think that that's, you're correct. But consider that the original freezer, which was also his final form at that stage, um, now goes for well over $180 um, at some wow. vendors. So you're kind of getting off cheap. We'll talk about what you're missing out on as far as uh, the accessories and other things. But, yeah, it's a bit different um, in price. So the original, when it first was released, went for $52 US. Um, arguably the price of plastic has gone up considering you don't get so many bits and pieces. Um and the Golden Form Freezer went for $40 when it was released. 
Uh, that is now also retailing for more, but you actually got less in that box than you get in this one. The packaging is fairly standard for a Dragon Ball Z figure arts. So you've got the kind of, I call it a, a one and a bit uh, window box. So the front panel is windowed, excuse me, the side uh, on the left-hand side flat that you can open is windowed and the top panel is windowed. So you can kind of see the front of the figure, uh, you get to see top down and side on um, before you make your purchase. In this case, the front art is a bit of a front on of Freezer with his halo on. Um, there's a black and white of him with a death ball. The other or one side, the, the non-clear panel side, has some um, close-ups of a couple of portraits and a foot. Uh, and the back shows a few different poses you can use, including using some of his effect parts that he comes with. So all in all, that's pretty good. The backing card is a purple card, which for those that are aware of Freezer's colour scheme of white and purple is not such a surprise. And actually goes really well because the rest of the box is basically white. So it's um, a really kind of good thematic thing. The instruction card sits behind the, or instruction sheet sits behind the purple card. Um, for this one, I don't think you really need it. It kind of is all fairly self-explanatory um, as far as how you use the different accessories. The figure comes in a tray with a cover, which is all fairly standard by now. The There's a, um, a figure stand, which is awesome, uh, that's just tucked in behind in the standard figure stand plastic baggie with tape mechanism. Um, and I think that's really good that they're including a, a figure stand or flight stand. It's one of those things that I've been banging on about for a long time as far as just should be standard with a Dragon Ball figure. Uh, so it's always good to see that. Um, and that's the the overall packaging. The accessories, I'll skip to those first because I think that's where a lot of this actually comes into play as far as discussing the differences. So there is the figure by itself. The figure does not have a tail attached. There are two tail options. One is a long and fairly straight tail. It has a join in the middle so you can turn the end of the tail a bit. Um, the end of the tail wraps up into a nice little coil, which is perfect for hooking around someone's throat for a choking manoeuvre or if you wanted to try and hang him upside down like a monkey of some sort. Um, it's also removable. So for those that want to show Freezer with his tail cut in half, you can do that. The opposite tail is essentially just a bit of a kind of, if I was being lazy and drawing a bit of a snake, or if I took the ball joint out of it, um, it actually looks a bit like Trogdor as the basis of uh, two S's before you add the consummate V's, big beefy arm and wings. Um, so that's fairly similar to what we got in the first time in both cases. There are a swap out pair of folded arms, so you can take off the the arms at the shoulder joint, essentially, or just the bicep, bicep cut um, and replace them with folded arms so you can have freezer being smug. You get uh, sets of swap out hands. You have um, fingers splayed key blasting hands. You get um, a death beam finger pointing straight out finger for a right hand. Get another one where the hand is in kind of a trigger position, just about to do that kind of move. And you get a couple of kind of neutrally open hands as well. Um, he comes equipped with punchy hands. You get swap out feet. So the default feet are toes splayed wide apart and uh, just kind of for standing on a flat surface. 
The other ones are toes curled in a bit, which is useful for if you want to stand him on a rocky surface uh, or if you just want to show him kicking someone or um, moving his knee up in a more natural position than just someone moving their knee up and having all their toes splayed wide apart, which is a fairly unnatural thing. Um, there are three portraits, which are really just swap out heads. The default head is just a kind of neutrally smirk. Um, that's the only head that has a peg hole for its halo. The halo is a separate piece, which is a swap out. I've actually found the halo is a little concerning to try and put in. And the reason for that is that the way that they've sculpted it is it's a halo. The, the little kind of clear plastic bit that comes down to connect is not just a straight piece. It comes at an angle and then a, uh, angles down into a straight piece, which is probably fair because otherwise you'd have um, a much bigger hole somewhere more at the top of his head where it's more obvious. The thing is that it's also kind of a bit weird that the hole um, does just go straight down into his head despite being at the back. So while your inclination might be to try and angle it into that hole, don't. It has to go straight down. Um, and otherwise, if you try and do it differently, I think you're going to find out that either it doesn't fit in or if you put too much force on it, you're going to break the little stand. Um, I kind of had it fall out a couple of times, went, this isn't fitting right, and then I looked at it and went, no, Adam, you're just stupid, um, and that's fine. So the other heads, they're, <laughs> yep. Look, if I can disparage myself, I'll do it before anyone else does, okay? I I have a question while, while you're paused, going back to the you can display him with his tail cut in half. Yes. Is that canon? Yes, that happens in oh, the no. original Freezer Saga. <gasps> oh, wow. And it's it's kind of a um, self-inflicted injury as well, to some extent, from memory. Or is it? Hang on. Oh, wow. No, that one's not. I think that Whoa. one's actually done. Anyway. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, yep. It doesn't look quite right because he just has, like, a peg hole in the in that spot. But if you weren't paying much attention or had it just kind of tail off to the side, missing a part, it looks okay. Um, the other heads that you have, there is a, a kind of clenched teeth, mouth open, Grimace with um, eyes kind of sensing in towards the, the middle of his eyeball. So he's basically either angry or scared. Um, it's up to your decision as to what that emotion is. And there's the um, unsurprising uh, mouth wide open, shouting, attacking face with veins throbbing out the side of his head. Um, on both sides of his head, there are veins throbbing out, which, again, that's... That's fine. That's up to you to choose that. Um, the portraits are slightly different to the original freezer, and I'm just going back to those. So the original freezer portraits, there was the smirk was kind of more just a little smile or a bit more of an exaggerated smile. Um, there was a shouty face. His eyes were narrower, and he still had veins throbbing in the side of his head. Whoa. So in this, yeah, That's ser- serious shouty face. Yep. Serious anger. Veins, yeah. Yep. I think the mouth was done better as well, but that's kind of a personal opinion. Um, I'm just trying to see what the other portrait was because there were three. Um, Was it another shouty face? Let's hope not. I think it might have just been a um, a, a serious, more serious face. Oh, no, the other one, sorry, was... um, getting punched in the side of the head or eye closed, so he's just been whacked in one eye. Um, so there's, I think, less variety or a little bit less variety, but maybe a bit more um, reuse in your actual posing options there with the new portraits. 
Um, the final two accessories, there is the death ball accessory, which is um, a nice ball of key. It has a little um, swivel stand in it that you has a little hook that you hook around the wrist, so you can do that, and he has the, the finger for doing so, so that's fine. And the final option, which is one of the other reasons there is a figure stand, is there is the um, death beam uh, key blast so that you can blast, have that blasting out of his finger if you want to. So plenty of accessories, all of them are relevant, um, and yet, and yet, there's things missing from the original. The original, yeah, the original, as well as these things, had another set of feet that you could swap out that had uh, little plug or plug holey things coming out the bottom of them. And the purpose of those was because you also came with a rocky outcrop that you could um, stand him on using those pluggy hole feet uh, so that he could be, you know, kind of standing there lording it over people, which um, is reminiscent of when he comes back from everyone thought he was dead, but no, wait, he not. Um, so, yeah, those are missing. I think they were, they were quite a useful accessory to have. Um, they added a lot of value. I think possibly for long-term collectors, there'd be no point in having those. Um, long-term collectors possibly don't even really care about this figure. Um, and for anyone that's any good with making a bit of diorama, they're probably not necessary. Uh, we haven't had a generic Rocky Outcrop um, piece as a uh, Tamashi effects part yet, but you know, there's plenty of other ways to do it with styrofoam or just buying other Rocky Outcrop pieces of scenery. So the accessories are pretty good. They're pretty good. The figure itself, look, he's on the small side. Freezer always was. He's only uh, 4.7 or so inches tall, so he's quite short. He's about the same height as the original figure was. Um, from looking at some comparison shots, I think that the original figure was slightly shorter than uh, Golden Freezer but had a bigger melon. I think this one is very comparable to the original in that it looks a bit shorter but has a bigger melon. Um, so from that perspective, that's okay. Uh, the other thing here is that, or oh, that's interesting, and I don't remember from either of the other two iterations, is kind of the purpley shield that's in the middle of his um, abdomen, kind of almost where abs would be but upside down. Um, it's actually a little bit articulated in this one. So you can actually rotate it and move it around a bit so that when you are flexing his body to do a look how much, how impressive I can, you know, do a, a cobra pose or um, I want to show you my downward cat, um, you can do those things and it will give a little bit to go either down towards his abdomen or you can use it to stand up a bit. Um, it looks a little bit dicky when it separates from his chest if you... Um, are paying close attention to it or depending on the position you're looking at it from um but otherwise it's okay i think it's pretty cool the other key difference um apart from you know some of the the washes um that are a little bit different in shade they're a bit bluer this time last time they were a bit more gray um is that the connection between or the the joint between the upper torso and the shoulder which last time was white going into the, the purple painted shoulder piece, is now purple. Um, I'm sure that it's one of those things I complained about last time was it looks dicky. Um, guess what? Still looks dicky. Uh, the, pro the problem now is not that you have a white, white stripe showing up over the purple. It's that if you look it up, 
if you lift his arm up, he's now got like some kind of weird deodorant failure that has made his pits perfect. Um, it's one of those classic toy conundrums, right, where you you have a different colour above and below the shoulder. Um, you either paint it and it rubs or you use plastic and you get the whatever colour it is that's wrong on the other side. And uh, in both instances, they've gone the plastic option and it's both options it's looked better one way than the other. Um, I don't think there is a solution to this without painting and accepting that it's going to rub. Um, the other thing is that because they have done, similar to last week when I was saying they didn't paint the inside of um, the, the waistband on Sailor Venus's skirt, they didn't paint the inside of the shoulder. So you can actually see that <sighs> it's white plastic for the shoulder with purple paint on the top. So there is still a bit of a... yeah. There's still a little bit of a white seam-like look around the shoulder joint, um, which isn't quite right. Um, other pluses on this figure compared to last time, the purples are a bit more consistent. So last time it was kind of a mishmash of slightly different shades of purple. This time they all seem to match, um, which is nice. Um, I enjoy that. So, yeah, um, Again, there's not a lot different about this figure. If we want to talk in detail about um, articulation and posability, it is the standard, or by now standard, um, ball-jointed head with um, a movable neck that rotates and moves around a bit there. So that's another ball joint down in the top of the torso. It's um, ball-jointed shoulder, so it's, the ball joint is at the uh, in the torso end with a swivel joint at the shoulder with a bicep cut there, um, straight double joint, a double hinge joint for the um, elbow, ball-jointed hands, the hands are swap-outable. Um, there is a two-segment torso, so ball joints at top, um, so for the top half, plugging into the lower abdomen and for the lower abdomen, plugging into the waist. The waist is not the new crotch, which is good because the new crotch would look incredibly stupid and incredibly diaper-like on freezer. Um, for someone who has an all-white, kind of already nappy-looking um, waistline, having that weird thing where the, the hingy crotch legs come out of the middle of the crotch um, into the upper thighs would make it look even worse. So that's just a straight ball joint into the upper thigh, um, a double-hinged knee, and ball-jointed feet. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of new things there. It's it's pretty heavy buck reuse, in all honesty. <laughs> so I guess the thing here is, for people collecting the line, how much do you value a halo? <laughs> um, for people that didn't That's get the original... That's very subjective. It really is. It really for people is. That, that didn't get the original, um, I can't see why the hell you wouldn't buy this one if you want a freezer that's not golden freezer because you're either going to be paying for a knockoff on eBay robbing someone's house, uh, getting a second-hand one from someone who's just getting out of the game or terminal with some kind of illness, possibly cancer, um, mm. or you have far, far more money than cents when you could be paying over $180 for a figure that retailed initially for $52. Um, uh, yeah, in the price stakes, this is much better value than Golden Freezer. It is significantly less value than the original um even if you're paying 75 dollars for this um you got hosed uh, 
if you're paying the now up to a hundred odd dollars for this figure, um, your desk got hosed. So the real question is, if you want a freezer, um, how much are you going to pay for it? I think it's ridiculous that it's gone up so much. I think it's um, one of those things where maybe Bundai would actually do well to start just re-releasing more figures. I know they've done it for a couple of figures. Um, and other than that, yeah, look, I think it's a perfectly good figure. I just don't think that I really needed to buy it. I just did. Um <laughs> Because I have OCD and things. Well, I, I suppose it's a kind of a bit of a catch-22 because, you know, some people are very thingy about re-releases. Um, and I understand, I think trying to do something a little bit different is admirable. Um, and then it really is, it, and it gives people who didn't pick up the first one and don't want to spend that kind of money a chance to have a figure. This has always been my argument with Ben about the, you know, Marvel Legends stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I totally, you know, get that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't have issues with re-releases, you know, like even with statues and things. I'm a fan of, well, people, if people would like them, you know, they're, they're not investments. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I, I guess it, it's a hard... Um, it's a hard line to to kind of work out where to to sit on. If you're a product designer or a product manager, you're going to be wanting to do new things and uh, not just keep you know pumping out the same things. So yeah, but at the same time, if you're a business, you want to reuse the things you already made to reduce your costs, right? So, yes. Um, and as far as the collector thing, look, I'd be fine if you said, guys, this is a re-release. We're just changing the package. We're just changing some of the artwork on it, um, so it'll be obvious for people that are collectors. If you wanted buy, if you wanted to cash yours in at some point in the future, it's obvious based on these things which one it is that you have. And mm. yeah, I, I just think that 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 would have solved some of this problem. I don't think we got enough different to justify a whole new figure. Like I said, you we basically got some colors fixed up, we got a halo, and we got some different heads. Well, where are we if we didn't bother with the colours, which, as I pointed out, there's problems with anyway, we could have just done an accessory pack of some new heads and a halo, and we could have done that with a lot of figures, and people would have got a lot more value out of it. But I mean, that's just me, right? So yeah, um, I'm I'm perfectly happy having this figure. If I didn't have the original figure, I would be even happier. Um, I think it's a perfectly good figure, and if I take away the fact Adam already has the original. This is probably an 8 out of 10 uh, figure for me, and it would be edging to a 9 out of 10. So, you know, it's a great figure. Don't let me put anyone that doesn't have a freezer off. Go and get it. Um, <laughs> get it from a reputable sailor and try and get it for $55 US and not more. Excellent. Well, <laughs> that was comprehensive. I learned things, uh, and I, I, I like these ones where I can tell that, oh, that is a different dude and not – all the Son Goku, Haku, Budoku ones that are look all the same to me. Yeah. Um, the thing that we uh, need to do next then is to have a little break and then we'll come back and I will talk about things that I understand better than Adam. There's lots of those. Well, I was going to say it could take a while. Yeah. Be here all right. a while. Okay. I'll get a drink, everyone, and re be prepared to be amazed. <laughs> 
If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon to get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30 day trial or find another book to start your audible journey. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash AF blues. Well, we're back from our break, and Scotty is ready to blow your socks off with things he knows that Adam doesn't, and uh, generally just wow us with his new acquisitions. So, Scotty, over to you. All right. Things that Scotty knows that Adam doesn't. Let's start with the finer points of human interaction. Uh, uh, yes. So, when someone says on Slack, I'm doing a double header, <laughs> normal people. In response to Ben saying, I, I'm sick, but I could record this later if you need. Uh, so obviously a double header would imply I'm going to do two toys. Uh, normal people would not reply with, is that a bifurcated poo? But Adam does. Right? So- <laughs> My God. How did you get on this show? Seriously. I don't know. All right. No, we love it. Okay. So I, I'm i a sucker, just in general, but I'm a sucker for having a go at new lines that come out. I, I applaud people thinking outside of the box and doing things differently. And so I always think it's interesting to pick up things, even if you know sometimes there mightn't be stuff that I would think I'm going to keep collecting and review one so that people can kind of get a feel for what's out there. And over the last, oh goodness me, several years now, the PVC statue space has really exploded. Um, It's certainly, it's not new. um, And if you look in the Asian markets, it's something that's been happening uh, quite extensively, but to the Western markets, it's a newer thing. And I think it's been... Uh, disruptive in a good way to the types of collectibles that we have access to, uh, partly because it gives us more opportunities to collect different things, but partly because in general, the price point is a lower price point. And so it is a way of making the statue pieces accessible to people who otherwise might be priced out of it or think uh, I don't want to spend that much on um, statues. And while DC Collectibles has been, well, who knows what they're really doing in the uh, action figure space, you know, we're, we'll see what happens with the latest universe builder wave and whether it makes it past you know, four waves or not. Um, but they definitely in the statue space have been doing a number of interesting things um, in with the cold cast resin you know more traditional production side um, but they have just launched two different pvc lines and i have got one of each to talk to you about tonight so 
<clears throat> the first one I'm going to talk about is from the Artist Alley line. Now, I these have been previewed for quite a while. There's a couple of different series of them that have come out already. Uh, they are something I think that's either going to be your cup of tea or not. Um, a bit like some of the other lines with DC, they are built around particular artists. So you have, you know, there was a Chris Yaminga um, line, which I thought was super cute, super uh, Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman that I kind of saw and liked, but didn't really feel moved to pick up. And then the next line that came out is what is called the Nooligan line. And if you are wondering what, uh, uh, or who I should say, Nooligan is, Nooligan is a uh, artist and graphic designer. And his full name is Hainanu Selke, and Nooligan is his nickname. He's got a very distinctive style of art. And DC has been turning that into some statues. Uh, there's a Joker, Harley, Batman bookend set um, that came out recently that is super groovy looking, um, but high price point. And then there are the a set of three, uh, well, actually it's multiple sets of these PVC figures. So one of the things that, that the artist Ellie pieces or lines have uh, been used for is uh, we get each one in a couple of different versions, a color version, a black and white version, and then maybe there's a sort of you know funky version in there as well. So I the, the Batman uh, of the these Nooligan figures really appeal to me because they're just kind of so funky. And so I thought I would pick up the Batman and kind of see um you know what i thought of it so packaging wise i i really i have to say that i really like what dc collectibles has done with their 20th anniversary packaging even though i think that the corner edge on everything is kind of naff um it's oh, how do you explain naff to people that don't speak the way that we do kind of a bit shit and um kind of stupid kind of pretentious <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but, it, 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 you know, when I look at that and I'm like, they're like, oh, what can we do? I know, we'll put a weird corner on everything. Um, but it actually, the, the packaging looks, is looking really good. Um, so I, I, there's some nice little foil embossing on it. Um, the art on these is just so fun. So this is obviously the art that it's based off of. There's no window box on these. So one of the things about these Artist Alley pieces is that they are uh, smaller PVC uh, statues. So they, um, I th and I think they're deliberately a lower price point. So there's no window box. It's a box. You open it up and there is a plastic tray um, inside. Uh, Batman is uh, six and a half inches tall. He comes on a base that he is fixed onto. And interestingly, these are uh, numbered. So $40 US. Um, uh, well, that's bizarre. They're only $40 here in Australia. Huh. Bargain. I know. Crazy pants. Interesting. Okay. Um, so the, they are hand numbered. This is a limited edition of 3000. The uh, 
um, sculpting on the Nuligan line has been done by Paul Harding, who is a DC Collectibles mainstay and all around good guy to follow on social media as well. If you are on the Twitters or the Facebooks, etc., he shares a lot of um, good stuff and really enjoys what he does. That is awesome. The I think like any of these artist alley pieces, you're either going to like these or not. The I guess the the pro is there's lots of different artists, so you know you might be a a completist in these, but there are certain things that might appeal to you, and you know go for it. Um, the uh, I think that part of the style is it's this kind of like over articulated, lanky, um, you know, super thin kind of limbs, uh, kind of. Quite sure what the the right way to describe it is. It's not. What would you say? What how, how would you describe it, Adam? So I've been trying to find this book the whole time. As soon as I saw this picture, and it's this book that we had back when we were kids in the eighties, and it was like DC superheroes was like, and some kind of junkyard gang or neighborhood kids or something. It was kind of like Sandlot meets DC superheroes, where the kids were superheroes, and it looks very much like that. So. You know, he's got his trainers on rather than boots and he's got his yeah. socks hiked up and yeah. looks a bit like a meth addict in terms of, like, physique. <laughs> um, but it's that kind of look and it's also kind of very cel-shaded. Like, it, it's not like a, a really um, super detailed – I'm not saying it's not detailed, but it's not like if someone's yeah. come out and gone, I'm going to do this super realistic detail. They've done, like, del- deliberately a style and a cartoony sense and they've captured that with the colours and the highlights and everything like that. Um yeah, it. Yeah, maybe it is just like um, methodic Batman. <laughs> I wonder how Nooligan describes his style. Like, what's the? Um, I'm sure someone's going to write in and go. There is an official name for this style of art. It is called the blah blah. The um, oh, sorry. Well, he describes his style as contemporary with a flair of nostalgia. Um, which I kind of get. It's got that kind of like old punk sort of feel to it um, alongside oh, almost steampunky. Okay, that might be one you know, one way to sort of describe. Um, all of these pieces have a little that in this set, the Batman, Joker, and um, Harley have a, a little bit of a almost kind of baseball-y theme to it. Like... Um, they they've got trainers and um Harley's got a like a proper baseball bat um and there's three different versions of these there's the color there's the black and white and then there's a it's called the day of the dead um variant where they kind of look like skeletony things so um you know there's something for something for everyone um the, there's no articulation obviously it is pvc uh, I'm really fascinated by the fact that these are being sold for forty dollars Australian, um, when you know, the the price point in the states is forty dollars US. So could, I, I could you ship is... them back to the US for profit? <laughs> like if you get shipping for less than the exchange rate. Well, I'd be interested to know. Like I bought this at Zing, and there sometimes their prices on a lot of DC collectibles statue stuff can be quite good. So I I think that they um deal directly it's not kind of done through a, another 
resellers. So I don't know why that is. But anyway, I'm not complaining. Um, mm. I, I love the idea of taking something like this that, you know, it's the same sort of, uh, not quite the same sort of scale, but it's the same sort of size as like a Batman black and white um, or now the Harley black and white figures, the Superman Ban- ba- Man of Steel. <laughs> Band of Steel, hello. Um, but those are a higher price point because they're cold cast resin. Um, and so I love the idea that y- you could grab something like this and it is a statue. It is incredibly detailed. The muscle um, detail, the, uh, the just the, the lines that are obviously come from the art, the drapery um, of the cape, etc., um, are like high high quality um the paint apps are are really nice as well um very solid with some nice washes so he's got his this is the the blue and gray um the version of batman and he's got the yellow pouches and there's a bit of a wash over them um that gives it some some depth he's got a kind of funky souped up metallic looking batarang that's got some wear on it as well so there's no uh you know definitely no skimping for something that um is well here in australia at least it's cheaper than a dc collectible six inch action figure at the moment um (laughs) so uh i i i haven't seen a particular wave of these um yet that i would think oh wow i want all of those um but i am quite happy with this little experiment um i i have to give this a 10 out of 10 i really can't can't fault it i think it's super fun um and that moves on then to the other new pvc line that dc collectibles has launched and it's clear that they're doing a lot because it's uh obviously they've run out of names um because this has the really exciting name of the line is called dc core that you just call it DC jokes on you. I, I like I, when I look at things like that. Like you know, this is meant to be the, you know, the new line of nine-inch premium PVC statues that appeal to fans of DC and its core characters. But you know, they like they had meanings about this, and this is the best they could come up with. Yeah, core um, is like an internal name that you use for sure. For sure. Like so, I, I get it. It's just it's not catchy right um however i i think this is a really interesting uh line that i am looking forward to um collecting the i I did a number of reviews last year of diamond select gallery pieces which um at the last year were focused on marvel now it's interesting because diamond now has a dc gallery line coming out Mm. at the same time as dc collectibles is launching this line um they actually look like they'll scale together a bit so you could mix and match um these are a slightly higher price point so they're 50 dollars us um the uh um and that that's like about 90 dollars australian is what they end up at by the time you you get them here at retail um that's not really different in price from the gallery pieces but these actually look a little bit more polished um and detailed to me and joker was the first one i'm pretty sure the first one released definitely the first one that the only one that i've seen actually um in the wild at this point and i picked him up at my um new 
truly local comic shop uh, secret headquarters um, in Beaconsfield, which are lovely people. So one thing about one thing about this particular statue is that I am so glad I picked this up in person because if I had to pay for shipping, this box is huge um, for what it actually is. And it's, there's, I, I don't know if I, I didn't kind of capture it properly in my photos. I'll put an album up on Facebook, but basically because he's, he's got a, uh, he, he, the tails of his jacket are extended I just can't, there's a lot of air in this box and I don't quite understand why they didn't cut it down a bit more. It just seems unnecessarily large. Um, but there is a window box. It's got the kind of annoying corner um, thing that isn't going to wear super well, but you can see Joker in all his glory in there. And I should say that um, this, oh wait, let me find the proper credits to give it where it is due so this one that we don't have an artist uh, based on oh what am i talking about uh just talk amongst yourselves while my research assistant uh sculpted by david Pereira, and there is an artist credit on the box but not on the website hello here we go oh designed by jim fletcher um, sculpted by David Pereira, so that's like the the art design, etc. Um, these don't seem to be based on like this doesn't seem to be based on a super specific version of Joker. It's kind of got the uh, pieces of a few different versions, and it's I guess that more classic version. Um, again, PVC. It's super lightweight, um, but the level of detail here for the price point I think is really impressive. Joker is uh, first of all, he's on a base that is made up of one big ha and then lots of little ha's. Ha ha ha. And the, uh, so, so not just your kind of really plain black circle base that some of these uh, get. And then he is in this kind of maniacal leaping sort of pose with one foot kind of on the ground and one in the air like he's kind of jumping out at you so in terms of the like you know level of motion and how dynamic it is it is super um impressive um he's got his crazy cane in one hand and uh in terms of assembly that's the only assembly that is involved here he comes already attached to the the base um and then the the cane just has to be slotted into um, his hand, which is easy peasy. Um, the sculpting again on this is just fantastic. Uh, this is the kind of darker purple with orange vest and green shirt Joker. So pretty iconic. Uh, head sculpt is definitely on the the modern side um, with the the awful teeth and um kind of more modern looking hair uh the, the the flow of um oh he's he's got a a tie as well that is flowing um in in motion as well as the tails and it is um just really incredible um i i don't think that this is based off art i think this is just a this is a um a custom design um and it is really impressive one thing I did notice is that compared to the promo art, 
the haha base is missing some detail. It looks like there was a a wash um, that added just some kind of depth to some light and dark to the base that didn't actually make it into the final. Um, and so I, I still think it's great just in terms of um, what it could be. I also really like the fact that um, all of the promo art had the base in it, Kodobakiya. You could <laughs> learn something from this. Hello. Um, so that at least you kind of know what you are getting. There's quite a number of these that have been solicited. There's Batman coming, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Flash, uh, definitely an Aquaman that I've seen um, as well. And for the price point, and you know, it's it's a nice size. They're kind of around the the Bishojo sort of you know size, sort of nine inch, etc. But with a bit more, a little bit more height to them. And uh, I I love the idea of this. I'm such a a, a dolly rating um, giver away today. But I'll, I'll we'll say nine out of ten because we didn't quite get the the detail on the the base. But still, it's pretty huh. it's pretty amazing. I have a few questions on this one. Go ahead. Why has he got his pinky extended from the cane? It's not a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> how many cigarettes a day does he smoke with, to get those teeth? Ugh. Is he actually a K-pop star? <laughs> and and the final one is, why doesn't it say the Joker on the stand? I don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks yeah. right. <laughs> I yeah, hope they I'm, do change the stand for the other figures, though, because it's going to be a bit weird if it's just, like, the flash yeah, and it says, right, ha, yeah. ha, 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 Yeah, about ten, 10 figures from now when I'm like, okay, now we have Mira with a ha-ha stand. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that'll be pretty funky. No, you, the, um, they've all got kind of custom character stands, which is which is really cool. And um, good on you. Look, I, I wish that uh, the same ingenuity that is being applied to the statue lines at DC Collectibles could get it you know, be applied to the action figures as well because that's just been such a drop ball for such a long time. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that I'm a statue collector because they're doing some really great stuff. You know, it, I mean, it is, it's the same characters. and But what I don't mind about this is at the price point, like, I, I don't mind. Um, and I can see already that I'm going to get a decent kind of layer of universe building as long as they they stick to it which they seem to be able to do with the statues for the most part um unlike the action figures so um it's good stuff i i do hope that you know we see just some of that kind of next layer of uh character in this because of course there's always going to be a batman there's always going to be a joker you know etc but i don't know if i was doing these i would always just throw in one like Big Barda, you know, or something that makes people go, whoa, okay, cool. You know, like, um, I mean, that that would pull me in, that's for sure. Yep. They don't have to worry about that, though. I'm a sucker. I'll buy it anyway. I guess that's one of the advantages they do have with the statue line is it's not likely to be kids as the target audience compared to action figures where ostensibly it's for kids. Um, oh, but really? It's for DC collectibles? Do you think that they think that the, the target is the kids? Yeah. They're, they're in toy stores. DC Collectibles? No, they're not. They're only in specialty stores. I'm pretty sure I've seen them in a toy store or two. 
No, you're wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. Look, it's it's um. There's there has to be stuff there that we don't fully understand because it can't be just a just a horrendous screw up as it would seem to be. There's got to be some sort of um you know other issue as to why they feel like that doesn't work or they can't they can't kind of do it etc but it's just it's mind-boggling when you look at marvel legends and just the depth and that that's had and dc has got um the most incredible universe of you know uh, uh, of characters like such a, a depth of stuff and there are there's so many characters that we have never seen in toy form from in in dc and whereas with marvel it's now kind of getting like hmm wow i wonder like who's who's left you know like um, shang chi oh true <laughs> true love you ben <laughs> we're fighting for you man now that i got monica i'll i'll fight for shang chi that's for sure moon dragon that's one that i i feel uh is really missing um, but you know we're down to a couple not like you know dc i could do a whole show about like seriously major dc comics characters that have never had a freaking toy anyway i like these even though it's batman and the joker and we know that they sell so i'll keep buying them and maybe you could just throw in the odd other character for me please dc next minute line cancelled <laughs> i think i've lost my way now so you should probably wrap this up Okay. Somebody, well, somebody accused me of being drunk on a recent episode, so um, <laughs> certainly was not. I was just tired, um, so I don't want that to happen again. Uh, very good. Well, with that um, rambling finished tour review, we will take a short break and be back to close out the episode. know what else we got out of this episode but john i feel like you're probably going to have to add bifurcated poo to the lexicon <laughs> what, what do you think <laughs> yeah i just feel like it belongs here yeah i'm waiting it, for a figure to be released with a bifurcated poo now. <laughs> well i tell you what if, if somebody out there wants you know a never been done before accessory uh, we, we we won't even you know claim in any sort of uh, right rights to it. You can just have it, you know. Um, but we the reason that we're talking about bifurcated poo is that while there is some feedback sitting, I have not organized to go through it properly, and so we thank you for your messages. We do read them all, and we read out the ones that are appropriate to read here, and we will do that again soon. Um, if you want to speak to us then you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com you can tweet at us at afblues you can send a you can post on our wall on facebook or you can send us a message as well and if you want to chat to us and you don't want it read out on the show just let us know um otherwise it's all fair game people and we love hearing from you so please do and one thing that we also, we haven't had for a while, but that we do love to receive is guest reviews. If you want to have a go at reviewing um, a 
toy that you like or don't like, etc., and record it, you can send it to us and it might just end up as a listener review in the show because we do enjoy those. We do. Thanks, Adam. That was, oh, that was, that was great color. It was. Well, look, <laughs> I added all the color about Buffett Head Poo. <laughs> and I was thinking... What if someone's got a toy that has a bifurcated poo already, and someone does a review and sends it in? And I'm like, that would be um, amazing. Yeah, that that, that be might amazing. be too much for Scott to, to no. handle talking about. Oh no way! If we if if you have or can point to us a toy that comes with a bifurcated poo accessory, I will send you a prize. I don't know what it will be, but I will send you a prize for um, sure. Just as a warning, if you take a Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo and bifurcate him, so cut him in half. <gasps> Oh, no. In any way, that doesn't count. No, that, absolutely not. not. It has to be designed to be that way and released before this podcast. Yeah. Not create no, no Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poos shall be bifurcated in the uh the name of prize winning. Correct. Unless we have like a specific prize that's bifurcate your Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. Correct. Like how contest. many people after listening to this are gonna go, Alexa, what does bifurcated mean? <laughs> They're in for some shocking pictures, depending on what they're <laughs> told you about the time that this is a long time ago where my eldest, who was like, I think in year one, had to do this thing about it was about water and places that mean something to us. And so we chose the holiday house that we used to go to that my um, father-in-law built and my wife is there saying oh we've got it one of the things we have to include is what sort of trees are around there and she said oh i think they're black butts so i'll just you know, i'll do a image search to see if we can find some <laughs> and and i was in the other room and i went no right as she went oh my um so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so i wouldn't recommend doing a um uh, honestly, though, I I think if you did a Google image search for bifurcated poo, there probably wouldn't be anything there because that twisted stuff only exists in Adam's brain. Challenge um, accepted. And now. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, what? No. <laughs> That's not outrageous crazy. because I know there's other things that are offensive that I can put after bifurcated and it there's works. Nothing, there is nothing, is there? This is Not this for is... bifurcated poo. This is how messed up your brain is, man, that you can come up with things that don't even exist on the internet. It's really kind of sad. It, the well, internet's let me down. Well, or, or you could kind of turn it into a value proposition. The you know, internet. Like, <laughs> when are you going to get with the bifurcated poo pics? <laughs> I think we should stop now. I don't think we should stop. We can keep talking about this, but I think we should stop making other people listen. Um, thanks for joining us, if, if we made you nauseous, we're really sorry. Um, but next week it, it'll be better. Yeah, for sure. And probably don't like have a chocolate banana split right now. <laughs> Excellent. Bye, everybody. Bye. This happens every time you and I are left to do this alone, you know. That we it's, like have fun. Well, <laughs> yes, but it, it descends into some sort of semi organized chaos. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Bye. Good night, nerds.
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. This time they all seem to match, um, which is nice. Um, I enjoy that. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to take a slight pause as a, a cat wanting to go out of the room. I love it. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> the cat must enjoy it too. Yeah. She sat all the way through the last um, podcast on Saturday just sleeping. Oh. This time and then... she's decided to wake up. Huh. Yep. She's really? clearly more excited about Dragon Ball Z than Sailor Moon. Well, there you go. So, I mean, that that's an interesting piece of feedback. Ringing endorsement, yep. Oh. Okay. In five, four, three...